0: It's time again for the one show that takes a look at business from a different perspective, the coaching perspective, with Master Certified Business Coach Doug Gefeller. Hey, Doug. Hey, Paul. Glad to be with you here in studio today, and welcome to today's episode of the Coaching Perspective Radio Show. I'm your host, Doug Gefeller, and our guest for today is Eric Croner, and we're going to be talking about the five knowledge centers, bring human being back to the human being. I have to think about that one, Eric. Okay. <laughs> Well, let me give you a little background on Eric. So (laughs) do I. Good. Eric's an internationally recognized executive coach, trainer, keynote speaker, and pioneer in the coaching profession. He's currently a senior trainer for the Coaches Training Institute. He enjoys icon status in the business due in part to his fearlessness in calling people forth for the sake of their learning and leadership. He's a catalyst for leadership excellence across cultures. Eric's delivered training programs on five continents. Wow, Eric. Prior to becoming a coach and a leadership trainer, Eric worked for 20 years in the entertainment industry, appearing on stage as well as in film and television. And I found out my personal coach, Cynthia Lloyd-Darce, and Eric worked together back in New York many years ago. You bet. Well, maybe yesterday. (laughs) Eric has broken new ground in leadership development by applying his acting expertise to his work. His latest endeavor is the Five Knowledge Centers, which he has created with his co-partners, Pim Harder and Krister Lowe of the Team Coaching Zone. And Eric's gonna share with us a new and simple model that he says is revolutionizing how we coach ourselves, others, and teams. Eric, welcome to the Coaching Perspective radio show community.
1: Wow, <laughs> impressive background. I'm I'm impressed with myself. Just give me a second to get over that. <laughs> uh, but uh, and also I'm really happy to be here.
0: Well, thank you very yeah. much. Well, look, uh, I I gave some of the highlights, but really, what got you from acting into coaching?
1: Good question. I I got into coaching actually before they were calling it coaching. Yeah. All right. I was—I would like to say I was this really, really talented, brilliant actor in New York City back in the early '80s, uh, that was going nowhere fast. <laughs> uh, and there was this organization called Actors Information Project, which is actually—that's where I met Cynthia Lloyd Darst, uh, him, and Henry Kimsey House. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, both of them were working there, and it was a resource center for actors. And it was kind of like going to the gym. You paid a monthly fee for it. And they had all these different uh, services. Uh, Back then, this was before uh, personal computers, so they had computerized mailing uh, services. They had uh, a resource library. And they also had uh, what's called consulting for the business of acting. And my coach, well, my consultant, uh, that i was assigned to was henry kimsey house who's, wow that's
0: know, yeah the father of coaching practice yeah
1: yeah exactly and uh and he told me back in uh, the, uh, those days he said to me you're my you're, you're my best client and i said why uh and he said because you know you need it <laughs> so he started uh this program called the consultant's training program at at Actors Information Project and that's how I uh, got introduced to it. Um, He started playing around with a lot of skill sets that are now kind of standard uh, uh, coaching skills that are used throughout the industry. So I was doing it without knowing that it was coaching for a while. (laughs)
0: Well you know that's, uh, that's in contrast to the people that are claiming to be coaching today and not coaching. I like your version better, <laughs> coaching not realizing that's what it was. Yeah, it wasn't until,
1: so I, I got the training, I think it was in 86, and, and, and Cynthia was in the class, uh, and there were a few other people that are now uh, very, very talented coaches that were actors at the time, okay. and, and we learned these skill sets, and then I moved out to Hollywood, and uh, Actors Information Project, AIP, started sending clients to me. So that's how i I started in coaching, and I, I jokingly say, uh you know all actors, unless you're super successful, have what we call bread jobs um <laughs> and and when I first moved out to California, I was basically a messenger boy you know i I would you know bring things to the studios and you know scripts back then you couldn't just uh email you, you a couldn't file. email it and text yeah, it yeah, yeah exactly but anyway i uh I was doing this and and it, at the same time uh... henry was starting to call himself a coach and i was in the middle of a delivery one day and i'm going hey i could do this you know uh, henry can show me how to do this and 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 uh... that's kinda how i became a coach and i I jokingly would say you know i i i co i i coach i I act excuse me i act to support my coaching career (laughs) because I found something that I loved as much as acting.
0: So what's the correlation between acting and coaching? Because you aren't the first actor that I've met that has gone into coaching.
1: Well, I mean, I I think, and and probably we'll get deeper into this uh, in our discussion, I think that a lot of the basic acting skills that actors are taught applied to coaches. Okay. In other words, so a uh, an actor has to be a uh, a wonderful listener. So does so does a coach. Uh, a- actors uh, need to be aware of their impact. Well, so do coaches. Uh, actors have to be curious. So do oh. coaches. So there's a lot of uh, what I would call, yeah, parallel uh, learnings. Okay. Yeah. That, Interesting. That, that go with that. I'll yeah. have to I'll
0: have to check that with Cynthia and see what her take is on it too okay. one day. That, but I agree with you. That sounds good. So okay. So what are you doing now? Give us a little rundown. You told me before the show you're embarking on a uh, a, um, a new direction
1: with uh, some great collaborators. So I, and I think that that's kind of the key. What you just said. I, I am. Can I tell you just a little bit about what I was doing and what I still am doing? No, I don't want to hear it. You don't want to no, hear it. No, no, yeah,
0: okay, no, tell me.
1: <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a senior uh, facilitator for the Coaches Training Institute. Yeah. I've been doing that for over 23 years now. Uh, and I love it. Uh, you know, I, I, I just love training new coaches. That's something that, that I'm passionate about. And there's this piece of me that wants to create my own stuff and uh, and I have in the past but I kind of put it on the shelf because uh, uh, because of the work I'm doing with CTI the work I'm doing in organizations uh, have kept me very very busy and there's this piece of me that wants to stretch myself there's this piece of me that wants to go out and and do my own thing yeah and I became what's the word uh, Uh, very curious with the two other guys that I'm working with uh, about what's next in the coaching world.
0: Uh, If you've got the answer to that, I want to hear that.
1: (laughs) Well, (laughs) I don't know if I have the answer, but I do know that in order to survive, and I I, I don't believe I'm just talking about myself, we, the coaching industry, has to continually reinvent itself. I would agree
0: with that. I I think... I would phrase it a little different. Rather than saying we have to, I think that it is natural that we evolve into providing services similar uh,
1: and in a deeper way. Yeah, I agree. Uh, And I also believe uh, I'm going to hold to we need. uh, And and I'll give you an example of that. Uh, So one of my partner, uh, Crystal Lowe, Went to a conference and the keynote speaker was the head of executive coaching for Google and I, I don't know his name offhand, but basically the message he was saying is if you don't think the coaching industry is going to be disrupted uh, in the same way that other professions are getting disrupted, you're being naive. I would, yeah. So the, the so there is a way that. I believe all of us in the coaching profession need to continually be curious, need to continually uh, reinventing themselves, finding new ways uh, uh, instead of fighting technology, actually embrace it uh, and and kind of that's what I mean when I say that. It's uh, it's it, 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 it's it's essential.
0: I would agree. Yeah, I, I wouldn't disagree yeah. at all. I, I think the unknown is how it's going to be disrupted mm-hmm. and how we're going to respond to that disruption. That's probably the unknown.
1: The guarantee is it will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I me me myself personally, I, I'm not saying I have the answer here, and this is where I'm placing my bets. Okay. <laughs> okay.
0: And I would say that I think
1: there are answers, not
0: a answer.
1: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So in terms of the, you know, how I see the coaching world, uh, I'm, I'm very fortunate that I've been able to kind of witness the evolution of it. Um, and, and I think for a very, very long time, people would ask me, uh, is this a fad? and I've always said to them, well I've been doing it for such and such uh, amount of time and that's all I can tell you is that it hasn't been a fad for me. Uh, it's been something that's continually growing. Uh, and, and the thing that I also um, always used to say was, and you're still on the ground floor of something important. I've changed that. Okay. One on one coaching, so when, when, for instance when I first brought this work into corporations back in the early 2000s was, that's when I was starting to do it. I would say that I was on the bleeding edge. Like there were a couple of people that were interested in it, but for the most part the business world wasn't really embracing it yet. And then maybe in the mid 2000s companies started seeing coaching as as a uh, Mm cutting-edge offering. Uh, And and it became, I, I would say that was the next wave. Now Most companies get it. Most companies get that uh, leadership coaching, executive coaching has value. So we're starting to become mainstream. Uh, And that's the good news and the bad news. Yeah. Because there's a lot, and and you were saying it before uh, we got on the air, there's a lot of people now calling themselves coaches. And and so there's a lot of people out there doing this work. And some of them are great coaches and some of them need training, if you ask me. and what's the next wave is, is where I'm looking. And, and I truly believe that team coaching is going to be an essential piece of the puzzle uh, as we move forward in the business world.
0: You know, and you and I talked about this before the show, and I, I agree 100% with you, uh, Eric. I, I think that... It's essential in business because in business today, it is so complex, nobody can do anything on their own. Everybody, you have to collaborate, you have to have a partner, you have to have a team, you have to have a project team. I I don't care what you call it. Right. And the issue always is, how do you work together with each other?
1: Yeah. So guess what? You asked me what, what my business, I'm moving into working with other people for the first time in a long, long time uh uh that I'm actually gonna be partnering and the name of the company is Team Coaching Zone Uh and and I'm gonna be coming on it's 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 a relatively new company. I think it's been around. Christer I think founded it maybe two, two and a half years ago. Uh and this is the other thing I, I feel so fortunate to ha- uh be working with Christer and Pim because they're both brilliant in their own right. Uh and the brilliant thing about Christer is uh, his ability to get 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 what's needed technologically, and uh, and 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 actually create a platform for that, and and so this platform, which we're calling TeamCoachingZone.com, is really uh, uh, the vision that he has, and and I'm, you know, <laughs> supporting it. Uh, is is that he wants to create basically the uh, Amazon Of team coaching, he wants to create a platform that uh, uh, that offers yes our own products and services, but also offers other really good products and services. Uh, So so we're looking for entrepreneurs that are interested in, you know, bringing team coaching, uh, leadership development, and one-on-one coaching to the next level.
0: Interesting, the Amazon of coaching. Yeah, I, I, I've got to I've got to dwell on that for a minute. I, I'm not sure I can picture that in my
1: mind. Well, but. what I mean by that is that that, that Amazon is is a, a platform that offers many different products and yes. services. Uh Some of them are their own, like Kindle and iCloud servicing, and they got a bunch of different services. Also, Amazon Prime. Uh, that, that's yeah. So that's something that is is a product and service that is Amazon. They own that. And they also sell a bunch of other stuff. They sell books, they sell electronics, they sell clothing uh, that isn't necessarily manufactured by Amazon. Mm That's what Krista uh, Pim, and I are really looking to do. We're, we're looking to, yes, we've gotten. and we'll talk a little bit later about uh, uh, some of the products and services that we offer, but we're also looking for people that are entrepreneurial, that want to uh, uh, work under this platform, or over, whichever way you want to look at it, Sure. Uh, but want to partner with us and, 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 and sell other things that aren't necessarily things that we've created.
0: Okay, I can't it, hardly wait to get into this in depth, <laughs> but before we do, before we go to commercial
1: break, okay,
0: let me ask you that question I ask everybody. What's your guiding principle?
1: Stay humble and step into your greatness. Ah, I like it. How do you live it? Oh, one day at a time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, let me give you a little bit more context. So stay humble to me is know that there's more for you to learn. Know, be curious about what's out there. Uh, don't think that you have all the answers. Uh, and also, I think, a, a very, you know, a mentor of mine, I once asked him, this was maybe 30 years ago, his name was Carlton Franks, he's passed away, but he was a great man and I asked him, because he was like, to me, a walking example of humility, and I, I asked him, well, what is humility? Because I didn't understand it at that time at all. And, and he said, uh, humility is seeing things as they really are. Not looking down, not looking up, but looking eyeball to eyeball with what's really happening in your life. I so, like that. Yeah, so like on a daily basis, I shoot for that. Uh, and I'm not always successful because I got an ego. Uh, I got an ego that's got an inferiority complex. So, so uh, I have to, I have to kind of well, you're, really. You're
0: doubly blessed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Talk about
0: motivated.
1: <laughs> so, uh, so, so it's 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 not a it's it, it's it's a journey. It's not a destination. It's not something that uh, I would uh, say that I've I've uh, mastered. But it is something that I am aware of and that I, I, I work on and, and, and I do have a big value around learning and, and I think it takes uh, uh, humility to actually be open to learning. So that's the, 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 the humility part. Stepping into your greatness is knowing that actually there's, there are some things that I actually do know
0: Okay. And,
1: and, um, and it's important for me to bring what I know into the world like really recognizing that
0: shine your light
1: yes exactly shine your light so there's this kind of tightrope that that uh, I try to walk with my life uh, in in terms of humility and greatness both need to be there
0: I, I love the yin and yang of that. That's yeah. uh, that's 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 good. Well, look, uh, let's take a quick commercial break, and then we'll be right back and jump into today's topic. And we're back, and we're visiting today with Eric O'ner of uh, TeamCoachingZone.com, com, and we're going to talk about a lot of things here. Cool.
1: So, where do you want to start,
0: Eric? You know, uh, at,
1: at some point in the interview, I'd like to talk about what I'm up to now. What- I
0: let's tell me now
1: okay this, what are you now up now is now now is now Okay, th- alright we and I say we once again Krister and Pim and I right. have been exploring what we call the five knowledge centers uh, maybe for the last year uh, and, and originally we started working with this because I, I told you earlier we, we we did a tall ship adventure where we took 10 coaches and, and, and executives in transition uh, on a tall ship race for like two weeks
0: yeah and that was where to where uh, that was it fun. was
1: yeah it was from oh god i'm forgetting the place it was the united kingdom yeah uh torbay from torbay uh to uh, a small town in portugal and i'm going blank on the place okay. but it was portugal okay okay and they got sales training S-A-I-L-S, training, Um, and also we did some leadership development slash team coaching work with them uh, as a a group. Uh, And it was an extraordinary trip. Uh, I I think I could spend a whole session with you talking about that (laughs) trip, some of the stuff that went down, but the bottom line was uh, what we saw was that we have something here. You know, the three of us have something that uh, that is important, that is really good and we want to bring it into the world. And our next venture is, is that we're going to be developing a three-day program on how to use the Five Knowledge Centers. And let me give you a little bit of context of what I mean by the Five Knowledge
0: Centers. Yeah, because it was I wasn't familiar with it until you and I talked. So. Yeah.
1: The Five Knowledge Centers, uh, uh, so there are five areas of the human uh, body that we believe have a ton of information that both coaches and executives can use to be better leaders. Uh, and so the first knowledge center is the head, and that's where reason resides, and that's that's an area that I believe at least Western uh, civilization has has mastered. It's actually, we're pretty good at. uh, accessing knowledge from there.
0: And it seems most of the research today, scientific research, is all focused on tapping more and more and being more aware of what's going on in our brain.
1: Exactly, exactly. And uh, yeah, I would say the the only problem with it is it's a bit (laughs) top-heavy. I think uh, we as human beings rely too much on our brain And not enough on the other knowledge centers, and and the four other knowledge centers that I'll be introducing, uh, I think you'll get. It's pretty simple. Uh, So the next one is the heart, where uh, where you access love. Uh, The gut, where you access intuition. The groin area, where you access passion, and the hand area which is both, I believe, where you make things and and there's a kinesthetic experience that happens with your hands. Okay. Uh, And what we've done is created a very, very simple program where uh, people can learn how to use it uh, in three different areas of their lives. Number one, um, they can use it individually for their own individual personal and professional growth. Uh, number two, they can use it uh, either as a coach or as a leader using coaching skills. And number three, uh, they can also use this systemically in team coaching. The mm-hmm. five knowledge centers has the ability to uh, uh, work in all three areas. And that, and, and that to me is probably the most exciting part of this venture is that we're, we're coming up with one model that works. Uh, we like to call the uh, uh, the three leadership principles. So, uh, principle number one, it's all about me. Yeah, you get to work you get to work on yourself with this.
0: I got that one down, Pat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, usually uh, we have one or two areas where we're we're really good. You know, the other is it's all about you, yep. which is more the one-on-one coaching aspect of it. And then the last one is all about we, which is how are you showing up with your team, how are you showing up with your company, how are you showing up with uh, your profession at large, and, and the, the, the ripple effect of, of how you're showing up as a leader. We're going to have a, a workshop in November, and we're going to actually be training people in all three of those areas.
0: Okay. Now, I, I've, I can relate to the three areas. Yes. Me, you, we. hmm when you say use the knowledge centers, can you give me some example of what you mean there? Because that I'm I'm sort of struggling with that.
1: Can would you mind if I did a little coaching with you? Not at all. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't mind at all. All right. So, uh, what, what's and this is, well, this will be really quick. Five minutes. Okay. All right. All right. So, so what's something that you are yearning for in your life right now?
0: Yearning for. Okay. Um, uh, more time with my
1: grandchildren more time with your job well so this is going to be e- easy put your hand on your heart okay okay so get in touch with your heart right now and when you think about spending more time with your grandchildren what comes up
0: what comes up uh, well i mean it it makes you pause it, yeah you know makes yeah. you pause you take a deep breath
1: yeah yeah uh, i'm actually noticing your face shifted Like there was like a, just a a very sweet tenderness that showed up in your eyes. Yeah,
0: it's probably not there the
1: rest of the time. (laughs) (laughs) It's there right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's the information you're getting from your heart. Let's now go down to your gut. Okay. And so intuitively, what needs to happen? What's your vision? Well, I
0: need to make it a priority need
1: to make it a priority rather than waiting for it to happen exactly exactly and now let's go to the groin area why is this so passionate? what's the passion around being with your grandchildren what is it that like well i love them yeah you love them yeah 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 it's pretty simple yeah
0: that's simple that's easy yeah
1: it's easy it's easy and at this moment what are your hands telling you about this
0: i don't know okay
1: and that's okay too you don't have to know
0: yeah that one i don't know okay okay i'm gonna just
1: throw something out sure all right um and this is totally my intuition all right but there's there's actually something about the kinesthetic like touching your grandchildren uh being able to play with them, being able to I don't know, roughhouse oh, yeah. yeah. with them or or there's something around the doing of of, of being a granddad.
0: I, I would agree completely. I yeah. mean I'm I'm kind of the grandparent that is ready to get dirty with the kids. So yeah. I'm the one on the ground wrestling.
1: Exactly, exactly. So yeah. that might be a yeah. place for hand. Now we're gonna actually go to the head. Okay. You've just kind of explored those four areas, what are you going to now... What's the action that actually needs to be taken around your grandchildren?
0: Um, well, there's a, a lot of actions. It could be... I could work on scheduling. Right. A, a systematic approach. Mm-hmm. Um, I could uh, uh, let them know... In case they don't, that, hey, I want time with you. Yeah. What are you going to do about it? Exactly. What are they going to do? Exactly. You
1: yeah, know, yeah. They
0: yeah. don't drive yet, but that's okay.
1: <laughs> okay. How old are they?
0: Uh, they go from uh, 16 down to 6.
1: Yeah, okay. Eight of them. So, yeah, you know, it's it's funny. The first thing you said didn't have as much resonance, but when when you were saying, you know, let them know that you're available, there was something that actually resonated. Yeah. Yeah. So after this interview, will you call up one of your grandchildren? (laughs) Okay, Coach. You will? I will. Okay. Great. All right. And and, and shoot me an email. Let me know how it goes. Okay. All right. Cool. So you just got a, a little, you know, quick... Demo.
0: So there you go, audience. You've just observed a coaching demonstration live on rehearsed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you for being a good sport.
0: Well, thank you for doing such a great job on it. So that really illustrates the five different areas. Exactly. Was there anything significant about the order in which you took them? No. I was kind of surprised you left the head for last, but I was kind of glad you did because that would spout the normal response.
1: Exactly. I... Uh, uh, and and that happens a lot of times, uh, only because we are so. We, I say we as human beings, we're so well trained in our heads that sometimes we bypass the other knowledge centers. Oh,
0: sure, we know what the answer should be.
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah exactly. And 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 we also know that to a certain extent, that's been the key to our success. Uh, is you know, doing that. So I I think that. Exploring the other knowledge centers first, then gives you the ability to go back to your head and include everything else. I like that. Yeah. Uh, um,
0: now, how does this work in terms of team coaching?
1: Yeah, this is a, a, to me. This is the most amazing part of this is that it works really well. Okay, that, that's <laughs> that's the bottom line answer. Okay, the bottom. Yeah, it works really, really well uh, because what we've discovered. And, and we discovered it through, you know, we're, we're trying to practice what we preach. We're, we're using uh, the five knowledge centers as we're developing our, our company.
0: The three of you. The three a, of That us. team. Yeah,
1: is that team. <laughs> exactly. Um, and we've also worked on other teams. And what we've found out that systemically, teams have a heart. Teams have intuition. Teams have passion uh teams uh, are very much about productivity and that's where the hands come in mm-hmm. uh, and and there is a team consciousness uh that resides in the head uh and and it's it's amazing when we start working with teams how we'll get a team up what we'll do is we'll we'll with tape we'll put together uh like a stick drawing of a human being okay and we'll actually ask the team uh First, we'll ask what is it they need coaching on, right? And then we'll ask them, so where are you right now uh, in regards to uh, whatever they're getting coached on? Sure. And maybe one team member might go to the heart and going, my heart is breaking right now because uh, we're, not, we're, we're, we're not getting the results that, that, that we want to get. Another person might be uh, down in the groin area and 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 saying yeah but i'm really really ready to do something about it another team member might be in their heads going you know i'm trying to figure out the uh, the budget that's needed for this to happen you know and all of them we validate it's not like we're one is right and one is wrong wherever the team is standing okay. is where they are at the moment and then we start moving them around and we start having them interact from different knowledge centers
0: how does this relate to the different factors that uh, motivate us individually. Is it? Because I'm seeing some similarity uh, as I think about uh, assessments I've done Identifying what motivates people, and you might be motivated by relationships. Somebody else is motivated by money. Somebody else is motivated by prestige. Exactly. It it, it sounds like there's this sort of is touching on the same thing.
1: Definitely touching what uh, I think what makes it different is that it's actually embodied. Uh, whereas with an assessment, a lot of times all that information goes directly into the head.
0: Yes. It's processed there, sure.
1: Yeah, it's processed there. Here, it's actually processed through the actual... So if there's a person who's more relational, right, they're actually standing in the heart, and and we get to see that as a team. As a team member, I get to see, oh, this person is wanting to connect with me uh, in a relational way. How can I then, as somebody who might be more analytical, how can I uh, uh, strengthen my heart muscle? okay okay uh uh, um also uh, there's a way that we get teams to recognize what they're already powerful at and where they may want to improve oh
0: yeah sure
1: and and having it be because they're
0: never balanced i mean yeah it makes sense that they're
1: leaning more one way than the other exactly Exactly. And where do they need to take a risk? That's where we may have them you know, step down into the groin area. Where, where, where do they need to like, stand up and be a, be, be a stand for something? Uh, or we may take them to the hand area where there might be somebody that's like, you were a builder. So what I make up is you worked a lot uh, with people that were really good with their hands. Yeah. You know? So what needs to get created to make this team more powerful? You may have them go to the hands.
0: You know, one of the, as you're saying this, I'm thinking one of the common things I hear when I work with executive teams is that uh, they frequently say that what frustrates them the most is that the people working for them don't seem to be passionate about the business.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: That they're there to put in their time and to collect their check and, and they're missing the passion that, let's say, the founders or the executives Right. Have so strong, right. and they don't know how to create that. How does that fit into your model there?
1: Well, Great mean, coaching opportunity. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, uh, I'm thinking of a, an instance where Krister was coaching a team, and and uh, I don't I don't want to speak inaccurately, but so so I'm not gonna. But I think it was a pharmaceutical team, um, and no it wasn't the firm school it was another it was actually it was a coaching company and and he first coached the uh, the team leader mm-hmm. he first coached the ceo in front of the team. and what what you're kind of le- what you're pointing to perhaps if we coach the the president first in front of the team and he gets vulnerable enough to start expressing some of the things yeah. that are frustrating him, some of the things that he feels like he's failing at, or some of the things that he wants more of, but is it, it isn't there. That, can, that in itself can have a very powerful, I mean, authenticity is oh, powerful. Oh,
0: sure, sure.
1: Uh, and and what he, so what he did was he first worked with uh, the CEO. The team got to see, oh, wow, he's being real with us. Yeah, a moment of truth. It was like a moment of truth that yeah. showed up. And because of that, um, then the rest of the team was more willing. And, you know, we model what we're shown as human mm-hmm. beings. And, and and if a team leader shows that kind of vulnerability, then there's a greater chance that the rest of the team can then start showing what is really happening with them. Okay. Yeah.
0: Interesting. All right, so that that kind of shows how you would use it in 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 coaching a team. Definitely, you you modeled how to use it yeah. with an individual.
1: There, we also can come up with uh, a strategy. We we do strategy sessions with with the five knowledge centers too.
0: Explain that.
1: So, uh, what we'll do is uh, we'll work with a team, uh, and we'll we'll start by asking. So, what what is it that you want to create? And they'll come up with their vision, mm-hmm. right? And usually, that's the uh, the in- intuitive part of the team. And what we'll do is we'll, we'll 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 on a flip chart have the five knowledge centers there, right? And we'll start brainstorming different things that need to happen for them to reach their goal. To
0: achieve the vision. Yeah.
1: So so. Uh, and and, and there, there are different questions that you, you ask different knowledge. So, so for instance, uh, in the heart, uh, you're asking uh, who questions. So who do you need to be? Who do you want to reach? Who do you want to connect with uh, as a business? All right? um, the, uh, uh, the gut or the intuitive place mm-hmm. is, is more of a where question. Uh, where do you want this to go? you know where wh- wh- what is this going to look like it's more kind of like the visionary part of okay. you know, the uh uh the groin as i as i mentioned is more of the passionate place what 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 is it that you're yearning for what needs to happen for this team to be the best possible team it can be so it's more of a a why and and also the why why are you doing this why is it important so always start with the why yeah exactly <laughs> Uh, the hands are the how. How are we going to do this? Mm-hmm. Uh, how how is it going to be created? Um, and then the what am I missing? The head? the head. The head is the what. What will it take? You know what's important about this.
0: This is fascinating. I mean, I, I I'm just envisioning a a executive team or a project team looking at their strategy, looking at each one of their strategic goals. Right. And breaking it down into the five knowledge centers, yeah. and identifying basically the blueprint of what it's going to take to go from here to there. Exactly,
1: exactly, and, and 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 yeah, it's very exciting. And and also, what's on the horizon, we haven't created it yet, but we're also going to be creating assessment tools um, around the five knowledge centers. Very much so. Right. What you were talking about—that there are assessment tools yeah. that. Identify different strengths in different uh, parts of the team. Um, we're going to probably create something like that and have it aligned with.
0: Well, this is fascinating.
1: Yeah, you know, yeah. and 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 uh, in terms of team. One other thing that I want to say about teams is that uh, we've also identified, and I want to give Christopher a lot of credit because he's the one that invented it. Uh, that, that, that there's three places that you need to actually address on a team. One of it is you need to assess the team. You need to know uh, what their strengths and, and what they can improve. Okay. Then the second piece is how do you build the team what, and what are you building? And the third piece is the ongoing coaching that occurs as they're developing as a team.
0: So let me ask you, I know you're in the I'm going to say my impression is you're in the early stages of this program. Totally. Okay. Your startup. So is there a start and stop to this coaching model or is this an ongoing process that because many times I see coaches sort of focus on issues that are I come in, I coach on this, it's solved, I'm done, and I'm gone. And right. yet, in my own business coaching, uh, many times, especially in the work I do with teams, you're never done. Yes. You know because the team continues, and it's it's out there, it's alive. There's things affecting it. Right. There's failures, there's successes, there's new parts and pieces uh, that are being interchanged with the team. The objectives shift. I don't know that the coaching has an end point. What's your take on that?
1: My take on it is, uh, I I think that every coaching relationship has a beginning, middle, and an end to it. We don't know what that is as coaches because for each client, uh, I I think there's a different arc Mm
0: -hmm. to all
1: of that. Uh, what, What we're wanting to do is work Six months to a year, with executive teams. We're wanting that 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 length of time, and then after one year, let's say, then we can reevaluate what's needed. and And for some teams, uh, that might be enough. For some mm-hmm. teams, uh, they're cooked, and they actually know how to use the model. Uh, they're uh, self-coaching to a certain extent. Uh, and there'll be other teams that want to have more, and and that's fine, too. But we do believe that it's not a quick fix. It's not something that we're going to come in and... I, I and would agree, and absolutely. We're, and we're not there, actually, to solve the problem. We're there to enhance the experience. Uh, the team itself will solve the problem.
0: A great coaching answer. (laughs) I'm from your government. I'm here to help you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly.
0: you are really excited and the conversations i've had both on air and before you you get really turned yeah, on by this new experience you know
1: yeah it's true is, is this a i'm pa- busted
0: <laughs> is this a pattern for you is is this the next bright shiny thing
1: this is the part where you know uh, i i feel like uh, uh, that i'm gonna get that i'm gonna get analyzed a little bit here um I do get excited about a lot of things, and I also stick with it. There's something about, uh, uh, you know, when you ask the guiding principles, Yeah. my first thought was don't give up. That's another mm-hmm. guiding principle. Okay. You know, when, when coaches say to me, uh, Eric, you know, because I've been in the business for 30 years, so, so a lot of young coaches will ask me, what, what, if you were to give me one piece of advice, what would that be? And generally speaking, it's don't give up. Just don't give up. Just, you know, continue to, uh, you know, you're going to have moments of high highs and you're going to have moments of low lows. And you just need to get through those. Uh, and if you really believe in what you're doing, uh, you're going to make it.
0: You know, what, what impresses me, Eric, about, about you, among a number of other things, is that coaching is your day job and your night job. Yeah, it isn't I, I, a side. It isn't a sideline for yeah, you.
1: It, for me, it is a calling. It's definitely yeah. a calling. And and for me, you know, I don't want to lie. I've I've had dark moments. You know, uh, we all have. I mean, we all. You know, we don't. There's no human being that gets. Uh, you know, only great things are always happening to them. I've right. had some very very dark moments in my life, and, uh, and the work that I do. Is so essential to having me uh, uh, show up. Because coaching is, is, this is the great thing. Uh, 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 you know, I think also as human beings, I can only talk about myself. I, I can get sucked into me, me, me pretty easily, right? Sure. And, uh, and, and what coaching has allowed for me, it's trained me to be over there. It's trained me. And that's a lifeline for me. To, to, to not be focusing on me all the time and be focusing on other people and focusing on other teams, uh, focusing on the classes that I teach, is like a lifeline uh, to uh, a fulfilling life. Because if, if, if I spend more of my time over there than I do uh, inside of me, chances I I like to say, my mind is like a bad neighborhood. I should never go in it alone. <laughs> <laughs> And coaching provides me that avenue where, I, where, where I'm connected to the world. So, yeah, it is, it, it, it's more than a job for me. It's, it's a lifeline.
0: So, you know, you, you touched on it a little bit earlier about where coaching is going and the disruption that's going to occur. Right. I, I, I don't think um, technology is a huge—I don't see it as a disruption. Of course, I'm in love with technology. Yeah. Um, but I see it as a tool. Uh, as, as a resource to yeah. be used for my coaching. Um, what what bothers me about the coaching profession or the coaching group today mm-hmm. is the amount of energy that is being spent being concerned about people who don't have coaching training and say they are coaches. Right. And I see it as such a waste of time. I agree. I, mean, I, I, I think every business, whether it's a mechanic or whether it's an IT consultant, everybody, every business, every profession has posers in them. Yeah. And why would I worry about that? Yeah. You know? I, I, I'm with you. So with you. where do you see, what do you see the disruption that's going to impact coaching? What is going to disrupt it?
1: I, I think technology, and, and I'm not saying it's negative. I'm just saying that it's kind of the, the you know, it's the wave that we're on. Oh, I think good the tech-
0: catch—it's not negative. Yeah. yeah, disruption doesn't mean na- negative. You no, know, I actually don't. Thank you. It. Yeah, I don't think disruption you me. Is necessarily.
1: <laughs> 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 disruption, though, uh, is 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 um, what's uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay, it's not negative, but it can be very uncomfortable because uh, what we thought is the way that things are. Like, for instance, the whole taxi. Uh, uh, profession has been disrupted oh, by yeah. Uber and Lyft and a bunch of other companies that are doing. Um, you know, I used to be a taxi driver. Okay, and and uh,
0: in I, New I, York,
1: in New York. Oh yeah, boy, there's
0: there's an image that I'm gonna have to get <laughs> rid of if we're gonna be friends.
1: <laughs> oh boy, can you take the knife out of my back? Um, but uh, yeah, uh, uh, now that. That's totally been disrupted, and it's not necessarily bad. It's just different. Yeah. Uh, and it's and and you know the whole industry is you know I mean for people that have been taxi drivers for thirty years it's pretty you know it's
0: pretty daunting. upsetting. It's pretty yeah.
1: upsetting, right? Um, I I think in the coaching profession, uh, and it's not just the coaching profession. It's just uh, where technology, but AI, artificial intelligence, yeah. uh, uh, all the different. Uh, Apps that are out there now and available to us that we didn't have, you know, even five, ten years ago. uh, All of that is going to disrupt. I mean, there are going to be certain things that technologically, we we don't even know uh, uh, what 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 they're going to be capable of uh, in twenty years from now. And that, uh, as an industry, I think it's important for us to not, you know, think that. It's not going to happen. There's going to be there's going to be certain so things that be,
0: be prepared for change.
1: Be prepared for change and 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 actually be part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, as best you can. Now, look, I, I, I'm a 65 year old man. I'm not technologically as as astute as, as a 30 year old because they've been brought up on it, right? And I also know that I bring something that a 30 year old can't bring. Because they just haven't lived long enough. so there, there, there's a way that uh, I believe all of us need to show up differently in order to uh, to catch the next wave, whatever that next wave is. And for me, it's to like so I just hired a technology person to, to, to consult with. I just hired our, some, our friend Dan. Uh, no, I mean Dan is with my website. Th- okay. This lady that I'm hiring is going to actually teach me how to use different apps so that I can run my business better. Oh, all right, interesting. Um, I'm uh, I'm also playing around with uh, a lot of things that I, I never thought that I would play around with in the technology world. Like I, uh, you know, uh, what you're doing, you know, uh, being a, a an interviewer or or writing blogs or. Uh, or creating online cl- classes that up until now I've only taught in person. Uh, th- these are things that I know in order for, for me to actually thrive in this profession I got to get with the program. It's, it's, it's not a right or wrong. it's like do you want, do you want to survive in the profession you're in? Disruption in, is here to stay. Yeah disruption is here to stay and and you can either you know moan and groan about it or you can get on, uh, on get on it you know, and and, and, and and here's the other piece. I also know, and this this is an inner knowing, I mean, I, I don't have facts around this, but the human condition uh, uh, technologically is shifting also. So companies are starting, for instance, I'm talking about the five knowledge centers. Companies are really starting to get that in order to thrive, their people need to need to come from the heart. They're starting to get that to be innovative, they need to use their intuition. Uh, The the next wave is they're going to get, you even brought it up earlier in the session, is that they're going to need people in their organization that are passionate about bringing whatever it is that they're creating into the world. Um, And that's where the coaching profession can really thrive, is if we find technologies, and it's not just uh... uh... digital technology i'm talking about human technology new forms of interacting with the human being are also going to disrupt uh... the coaching profession
0: well you just wrapped up the whole session in a great way there Eric. (laughs) that was wonderful look before we sign off i want two things one is how do people get a hold of you
1: okay uh... they can get a hold of me on uh, my email address, can I give my email? Yeah, please. Okay. So it's uh, E R I C, Eric. Dot K O H, N E R, at iCloud. Okay. Eric Coner, at icloud.com. Also, very soon, uh, 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 I I will have a presence on the Team Coaching Zone. But if if you want to find out about uh... some of this products and services uh... go to team coaching uh, uh, zone com
0: all right and anything else that you wanna that, that you didn't get to say that you want to share with the audience or that i kind of interrupted your train of thought before we sign off here today
1: There probably is but i can't think of anything <laughs> right now uh, I've, i think i've just been having too much fun with you uh... Oh, to, eric this has, has been
0: a great discussion i really appreciate you uh taking the time out of your day to to face a long commute both ways and and share your knowledge with our our audience and give me a chance to get to meet you thank you Likewise. very
1: much thank you very much well look uh,
0: welcome to the coaching perspective radio show community
1: thank you thank
0: you well look uh, if you're listening to our podcast then i want to thank you for visiting our website thecoachingperspective.com, and be sure to check out our archives for other shows with other great guests and speaking of guests, we're always scheduling guests. So if you'd like to be in the show, you can send me an email, Doug at com, or you can find the spot on our website where you just uh, fill out that you want to be on the show. Well, look, I hope you've enjoyed the show today. Our goal, as always, is to have discussions that provide you with new ideas and information that you can put to use immediately to identify and achieve your goals. I'll be back with you again on August 11th. At our new time of 3 p.m. Have a great evening. You've been listening to the one show that takes a look at business from a different perspective the coaching perspective with Master Certified Business Coach Doug DeFeller.